It's the opposite. You think you're Guys, the heavyweights are back. Guys, Monday evening, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Glenn, good to be back with you, mate. It's been a while since we've sat down. Yeah, in front of the look, we, 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 I think every everything's back to front. I'm going to move my tie. It goes the opposite <laughs> way. There's a rumor we're back by popular demand. Uh, Is that true? No, no, it's not rating season now. So, <laughs> you know, like you'd be watching Friends and Melrose Place in the winter, and then there'd be repeats of Game of Pile or F. Yeah. Or something called or neighbours. We're in the we're in the middle or towards the bottom of no, that no, spectrum. No, no, no. We're we're in the Christmas. Not we're down there. We're a Christmas special. Well, guys, look. Thank you for joining us. It is, of course, Monday evening. Um, Glenn, fix your tie up. Seriously, is this the first? It's the first time on camera. Yeah. All right, guys. While Glenn's getting ready, we've got a good topic for you tonight. Um, as we're as we're close to closing out two thousand and twenty one. Um, what a big year for real estate. And we're going to talk about houses versus apartments. Um, what's happened in the market between the two, what that means for you as a property okay. so owner. So when we, we're talking about houses uh, versus apartments, we're really just talking uh, about what product or, or what type of property has seen uh, the most growth over the last decade. Yeah, spot on. Can you remember a decade ago, Steph? Oh, I can actually. A decade ago, it's probably similar. I just had a little bit more hair. Did you? Have, how many kids you had a decade ago? Oh, I only had. No, I didn't have any kids. So yeah, yeah. It was, it was easy. easy. There you go. Now you got three. That's it. Who knows? Next decade, another maybe six. Six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, no. How about you, Glenn? Uh, I, I have one a decade ago. I've still got one now. Excellent. Good just man. a bit bigger. So Good. houses, Steph, apartments. Uh, Northern Beaches. Yep. Let's look at our our core market DY. Yeah. What has performed? Yes. Yeah, so um, the best. Excellent question. So if you're in a house, obviously there's been a lot of growth this year. But if you're in a house, uh, I'm going to bring up some stats just now um, to run by you guys to show you exactly how we've grown. Glenn and I have tried to keep it towards suburbs that have got both accommodation uh, of apartments yeah. and houses. No, no yeah. doubt you and I've grown in the decades. <laughs> More than ours. Taller. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go, guys. So DY. Let's have a look at some DY statistics. So if you bought a house in DY yes. uh, 10 years ago, today yes. a house in DY has a median value uh, of $2.74 million. $2.74 right? That's an increase, a whopping increase of 205%. Okay, so the old ad adage was every 10 years, property would double so that would be a hundred percent yeah that's right so it's doubled and doubled again so yep. it's realistically doubled in five years yep which is unprecedented growth yep. um i haven't seen that growth in uh in my lifetime in real estate which i started in 98 yeah wow. so you know that's a lot of growth yeah ton of growth but let's talk about units as well so dy you know over 200 percent growth in the housing market Partners jumping 128% 120, over the same 10-year period, say 130 So it's still doubled. So it's still doubled. It's still doubled and a little bit more. Um, 
Now let's let's talk about a few different suburbs just to see. So what what do you put that down to? That the disparity between units and houses. Well, I think something we'll touch on later is that disparity. But I think um, the difference between units and houses. It's a good question, Glenn. I I really wasn't prepared for it. But uh, (laughs) what do you think? I'll think about it while you while you give me your your take on it. Well, I I think uh, in a suburb of the Northern Beaches where we don't have access to, you know, vacant land. Mm-hmm. So there'd be suburbs, uh, and the suburb in Sydney, Oran Park, uh, you used to go for the car races. Out there, they're able to uh, do a subdivision. Yeah. And then there's vacant land behind that, do another subdivision, another subdivision, another subdivision. So but, he'll, he'll keep those prices maybe a little bit more. Yeah, but, more but here, the uh, I think most of the Northern Beaches, um, was sort of uh, developed probably no later than about the 1980s. Yeah, I uh, the harder areas to develop in the northern beaches are up on the the sort of uh, steeper slopes uh, around Newport, uh, for example. They would develop probably a little bit later. The flatter areas and close to the Manly Wharf a little bit earlier. Yeah, uh, but they've been all gone. So except for a few market garden subdivisions in Warrywood. Um, there's one actually named after you. It, it's, it's called Big Head Boulevard. <laughs> best, best street in the suburb. Don't listen to no, Glenn. It's called, um, it's called Bubalo, uh Street. And they named it after Steve uh, because he was the lead agent on that development. So that was about the only one. There's some in Ingleside. So it's, it's very, very, very tight. And that's felt with it, you know, right throughout Sydney where you can't, find uh, more available land. Units, we can always build vertically. Yeah. So we can go higher and higher and higher on the same about, uh, land size. What about this idea, Glenn? I don't know, I'm just talking out loud now, but um, you're, I own a property, my partner owns a property, we get married, we sell both of those apartments and we're combining that capital growth to, yes, to jump yes. into a house. You know, that could have been a factor in Yeah, look, it, I think Sydney's always been expensive. It's, it's probably um, a little bit of a controlled market. We have very slow development processes in Sydney. We're sort of hemmed into the east by the coast and to the west by the mountains. We can't sprawl out hundreds of kilometres from the city. Uh, So it's always been a little bit more difficult, you know, especially in the last 40 years uh, to, to buy a house. Absolutely, absolutely. So what other areas have we Let's seen talk this about. pattern? So, I mean, that's that's huge. For DY to have a 200% increase over 10 years is just is just massive. But let's try to – I'm going to work our way down, if I can say, down from the beaches. So I'm going to start at Monavale because it's got a good combination of apartments and houses. Monavale houses up over the same 10-year period, uh, 180%. Okay. Apartments are up uh, 163%. So Monavale's done quite well. So it's it's a, it's a little bit closer, a little bit closer. I think the reason being, and, and I live in Monavale myself, um, is that there is actually a big influx of buyers coming from Warunga and Ives, yeah. probably trading out of the house and paying good money for a good apartment in that you, area. You've also, I think, it, it's a bit skewed um, that statistic too, because other than uh, you, you know a few streets in Dy, you got Linwood, you got right. Prescott, you got Bennett. There's not a lot of 
house streets that aren't on the headland. Headland attract views, views attract money. Yeah. So it's 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 a little bit skewed out. But Motorvale shows yeah. that in an area um, of houses and units, it's it's kept pace. Bearing in mind, but that a lot of the unit developments in Monavale are really expensive. Down on the golf course, down on the beach. Yeah. Once again, you know, you're probably not getting a, a, a yeah, great sample yeah. right across. But what you can see is if you can, you know, stretch and get a home uh, in the long run, running will outperform it in the apartment. Let me jump to Narrabeen. So Narrabeen's got a good selection of real estate, uh, similar to what you were just saying, Glenn, a lot a lot of apartments, but even some houses still sitting along that Lagoon yep, Street, yep, Ocean yep, Street, yep. Um, Lyle, Tourmaline, those kind of streets. Houses are up 184 percent in a 10-year period. Yep. Apartments up 133 percent. Yeah. So once again, it's a little bit yeah. closer. Yeah. It's a little bit closer. Uh, let's jump to Collaroy houses, 197 percent. Okay. Um, again, not so many houses if you take into account Collaroy Basin. Sure. Probably sure. where the majority of those are. Apartments 137. So. I mean, I can see if if I took an average, probably houses are up anywhere from 185 to 200. Mm-hmm. Apartments seem to be sitting around that 130, 140. And um, I, I think if you look historically, there's always been a greater growth in houses than apartments. Yeah. Freestanding torrents titled houses. I, I think just with DY, because the sample of houses is a little bit small when you're using over 10 years, even though that's a long period. Um, there's been a lot of big headland sales yeah. as well. So, uh, should you buy a house? Should you buy an apartment? Absolutely. You should buy anything you can buy, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I do see that there is a growing difference between purchasing a house and, and uh, an apartment, and it only seems to be growing, that gap between the two. Um, See, what I find is doing really, really well Two bedrooms and studies, three Excellent. bedrooms and apartment. I sold the other one the other day, 2016. Um, they purchased the property all up. It, it may have cost them around, uh, with some renovations, mid 900s, just uh, sold for 1.55. Wow. Wow. How many years ago did they buy that? 2016. 2016. Fantastic. So that's wow. five, five years they've seen uh, 500. So if I'm a buy, if I live in an apartment now, um, and I see that this that there's this growing difference between houses uh, and apartments. Yes. I mean, really, you want to try to make a move as soon as possible. Yeah, well, it, it's it's just basic maths. If a million dollars goes up 10%, yep. that's uh, 100,000 growth. Yep. If $2 million goes up 10%, that's 200,000 growth. You, you're further away. You, you've lost uh, 100,000. So, you know, you, you apply that and... Also, to you know, there's probably more units in DY than yeah. there is houses, yeah. and everyone's competing for the same yeah, okay. home. So, um, you know, I, I met a guy down the beach the other day. He was commenting uh, to me. His name's Rocky, and he was saying to me, "Oh, Glenn, 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 2015, you were telling me buy this house, buy this house on Griffin Road. I wish I had done it." But uh, you know, there's nothing we can do. We can't make a time machine no. yet, Steph. Would you say, um, like looking at this, at, at the growth rate that houses have had and, and taking into account what you've just said, obviously with the percentage growth, it's only going to grow more, um, that apartment living is going to be the way of the future? Well, you know, there's there's 
various people in politics that want to increase the population to Australia to 40 million. They want a big Australia. So I think we're around 26 million. Yeah. Um, but 26 million is a really small population as well. And 40 million uh, is, is still not a big population. I, I, I think, um, you know, places like in, uh, UK, Germany, all have bigger populations, smaller land. And so I think they're in the mid 50s or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but, you know, I, I think apartment living will be because I don't think with 40 million, we can go out and have these huge regional centres. So the America, for example, has 360 yeah. million uh, and they have big, you know, big cities, big yeah, states outside up. the major ones. Yeah, yeah. And they have uh, the volume to, to have, you know, services there, hospitals and, and so on. So I think we'll still have to compact around uh, the coast. Yeah. And I, I think we'll have to do apartment living. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you. And like you said, these two bedrooms we've seen in COVID, the, the demand for anything with a, a third bedroom or a um, or a study has been huge. Has been huge. Um, so I guess Glenn, big big growth rates, huge growth rates yes. across the beaches. Um, some will call that a boom market. Yeah, look, uh, every boom comes to the end. I think. Uh, do you think I, we're near the end? You think yeah, I, I I really do. Buyers out there, um, you know, breathe a little bit of sigh of relief. Stock levels have risen from lows of thirty six properties. The sale in DY, yeah. secondhand properties are not off the plan, to 72 to 80 properties for sale now. Uh, days on market have gone from hours to, to weeks, a couple <laughs> of weeks now, um, and the market's slowing down. And it's not really a market. In my opinion, it's not really a true market because a true market will have a boom and a bust and it'll be a free market. This is a control market. Now we've got the RBA, um, expressing that you know we're tightening up on lending on serviceability uh we have a slow development process we have uh tax benefits that allow people that have one home to buy a second home and get off their tax so it's not really a free market yeah. and i think that will control a crash i think there's a lot of stakeholders that don't want to see a crash one is the the four major banks um you just think if if people have gone out and they've borrowed uh 90% loans yeah. and the market crashes 20 to 30%, then they'll hold negative equity in their properties and they're not going to really want to be paying that mortgage when the property's worth less than what they're repaying. Um, also, a lot of people, this might be cynical in politics and so on, a lot of people with a lot of wealth, um, they don't want to see their assets diminish. No. So once again, we'll have this uh, artificial market. I agree. I'm glad you said that because I don't think there's a bus coming at all. I mean, we're quite fortunate on the northern beaches. Uh, we don't have a lot of a lot of land available, like you mentioned earlier. But um, everyone wants to live here, so Look, I think the, the, the only thing will, a bus will come is major uh, financial um, sort of upsets worldwide that that we can't control. So at the moment, we you know we can only go really to negative interest rates. Um, you know, things we can't control. Yeah. Uh, there's some things that are in their control. If you if you listen, uh, American inflation rates are going up. That's going to put pressure on interest rates. That might uh, reflect here. But generally, um, you know, that major bust, uh, we've been able to wiggle our way out of it. Um, 
only, I think the main reason is, is that we have a high um, home ownership in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where basically everyone's wealth is. is. Um, so if that was to crash 30 or 40 percent, um, you know, we might be doing Uber Eats, Steve, <laughs> on that, the electric bicycle. We've got enough Uber Eats, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we might be delivering you, mate. Yeah, we'll be, de we'll be delivering them, mate, that's you know, it, on it. the electric bicycle. That's it. I was going to say, Glenn, as well, I mean, the, the market in the last 12 months, we've seen good capital growth. The majority of buyers, in my opinion, yes. are owner-occupiers. Look, uh, owner-occupiers, owner um, people are well. accessing inheritances and the, the bank of mum and dad, you know, as well, yep. to top it up, yep. um, low interest rates. Uh, low service point I was going to make there weren't a lot of well there there were a few but obviously not at, at the same levels that we saw investors in the market no but look uh, look I, I think um, a lot of the price uh, rises in just my humble opinion you know if I really knew a lot I, I wouldn't be sitting back here at eight o'clock or <laughs> running around you know on a Saturday with a suit on I'd be working in the city you know, in a bank or something. But, here, but I, I think I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of the the prices were were pushed just because of that low stock level. Yeah. I think also too, you know, um, we were able throughout COVID to to handle in most cases unemployment pretty well, and people had confidence with low interest rates to go out and buy. Yeah. You got to remember there was only you know for a vast part of the year thirty nine properties. For sale in DY. Now I've only been an agent in DY for five years. I've seen that as high as 130. Yeah. So that that once again that pushed the prices up. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like if 2021's a year of the home buyer, is 2022 the year of the investor? I think um, I, I know we saw a lot of tenants coming out of the renting site rental cycle based on, on where interest rates were. Um, you know, paying similar uh, repayments or rental payments uh, in in buying a home in, in paying yeah, down look, the, the, the whole the whole spaces. Do you think you'll see those those buyers as prices have increased? Those buyers are now going to be capped out of the market, back into the rental cycle. Perhaps next yeah, year look, that'll boost possibly, the rental cycle. Might bring in the investors. Possibly, like it's, it's amazing that the rental market held up so well when you think for almost two years we've had no immigration. We've, we've just stopped it. You yeah. know, the, the government's talking they'd like to run immigration around uh, 250,000 people into the country, 240,000 people into the country. You know, the, the country's, um, you know, blossomed because yeah. of immigration. You know, we're, except for our, our first Australians, we're, we're all migrants. Yeah. Just some of us came in chains and some of us were coming escaping war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> You came in chains, mate. I, yeah. can tell. I can tell straight away. But um, interesting topic. But look, so potential next year. Um, what do we think? We're not. We're not thinking there's going to be a bus market by no means. Um, I think we've seen the growth that we're going to see in houses. There might be some gas still in the apartments. Do you think? Yeah. Look, you, I, I think, think we'll see two hundred I think next year, over the first quarter, um, it will be pretty. Look, I think over the next quarter next year. Um, it would be pretty similar to now. I don't think the changes in banking will really start to, in serviceability will start to hit. Yep. I, I think maybe um, moving into uh, you know autumn, winter, 
if everything frees up a bit, people might take their mind off property and look more more to, you know, just live their lives. Yeah. You know, travel overseas, do things they haven't done. Um, it'll be interesting to see once immigration starts up. You know, like we, I, I've got a friend, he's got a, a property in, in Parramatta. Um, he's uh, barely seen any growth at all. Now he was saying, look, it's it's like an area. Supply or... No, it's big supply, an area that attracts um, a lot of uh, uh, immigration. You know, it's close to the city. There's work there. Yeah. There's yeah. hospitals there. There's schools there. There's jobs there. Um, he's seen very little growth. So I think we've seen also over COVID, over this period, uh, we've seen people move to lifestyle locations. I think we're breaking the shackles of nine to five. Um, I think we've broken the shackles of people working to time and not to task. Yeah, agree. Um, and subsequently, these areas, you know, try to buy a property in Byron Bay, Lennox Head, those sorts of areas, South Coast, Huskisson. It's as expensive as the Northern Beaches. You're right. So people are, are, are looking at that. So I think it will continue to be interesting um, into the middle of next year. So do you reckon if you're going to put your money somewhere, um, those coastal, can I call them regional areas, but might be a good investment. I, I think there's a lot of money's already gone there, but they could be the future growth if I'm thinking I'm a buyer. Yeah, look, I, I think any area that's depressed now, yeah. um, I actually think will we'll have its time again. I, I think if you look for areas that show good value now because there's there's high vacancies in apartments, um, if you take a 10-year approach to real estate, I don't think that will continue. Yeah, because they're good areas, they're on trade lines. Yeah, it's just that you know, um, I think Mark was saying the other day, uh, he was quoting like we've had a million people leave Australia and return, you know, return home because of COVID. Yeah, we've stopped uh, students coming to the country for two years. So, those areas where you would have that sort of tenancy, um, you know, hopefully we return to normal somewhere in 2022 and, and move back. Yeah, okay. Good, good comments. I think if you are looking out of Sydney, but transport and lifestyle are going to be the two keys to it. Because if you're not, if you're only coming into town once or twice a week, um, good train line, I think, will be vital uh, for those regional areas. And I think lifestyle will be key for those um, regions as well. You know, the, the one thing that I'm sure Rob Stewart said will be another year older next year <laughs> and um, between three and five kilos heavier. <laughs> sounds, like, my prediction. sounds like a boom market for you and Mike <laughs> oh, a boom market on, on the chabapis what are they the chabapi chabapi the little serving of sausages they'll be going down a tree all Christmas absolutely but guys that's kind of a, a quick little snapshot from Glenn and I we have a bit of fun here on a Monday night but if you've got any questions anything we can help you guys with if you're thinking um, buying selling real estate renting you're a tenant you're a landlord anything we can help you with um, across Australia, feel free. Shoot us a shoot us a yeah, call. Yeah. Shoot us look, an email. I, I, look, I, I really do think that um, next year it will uh, steady. I think there's nothing you know better than living in your own home or paying it off. Yeah. Um, we manage over uh, 1,500 properties here, yeah. and even our most experienced uh, property managers hate that call. The owner's moving back in. We're putting, you know, to the tenant, we're putting it on the market. Yeah. Um, the kids are moving in, you know. Yeah. Uh, they want to renovate it and, and you've got to move. Um, so 
you know, if you can, if you can afford it, um, it may not, you know, it may not even be in, in your dream area, but to have that security for your family, for yourself, um, your compulsory savings, uh, you know, with what, you know, it looks like the country will do, will grow in population, grow in immigration again. Yeah. Unfortunately, it may not get cheaper. I'm going to jump in now because, it, yeah. And, and like you, you hinted on earlier, Glenn, it is really in, um, you know, maybe not at an individual level, but at a state level, at a political level, at a national level. Um, they don't want the property market, not not necessarily to, to not grow or to slow down, but they do not want a bust in, in this important sector of, of Australian um, well, wealth. You know, I, I know I we're rambling that. a bit, but stamp duty uh, contributes to third it's the third highest form of re revenue in New South Wales. Third, the third. Oh. You, you, you know, so it's colossal. Um, our hospitals, our roads, our uh, you know airports, our, our schools. Uh, though we get national funding, you know, partly funded by the states as well. Um, that's also through stamp duty. Yeah. Everyone's wealth, their retirement. Yep. often is downselling, downsizing and going to something smaller. Yep. So for those reasons, a major bust um, probably won't happen. Yep. We did come off 10%, I believe, 10 to 12% between 2017 to 2021. Yeah. And then we've picked that up again. Straight but away. We'll let everyone uh, get to bed or watch Netflix or whatever they do. And, and we'll see you all another time. Guys, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Stevan, myself, Bublo, and of course, the ever youthful Glenn Higgs. Thank you very much. And guys, have a great night. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Wait a second, mate. That sales meeting tomorrow.